As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday edition of Football and Grits. I am your host, David Ubbin, and of course, every Wednesday, I am joined by Josh Kendall. We are both on theathletic.com's college football team. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Josh, another week in the SEC. Before we get to today's show, though, I want to remind you guys, give us a review, give us a rating. Uh, let us know you're out there. It always helps the show. And tell a friend, of course. And uh, if you're not already subscribed to The Athletic, you should change that. You can do that. Theathletic.com backslash grits. Now, it's that time of year, Josh. It's the time when Auburn fans start calculating Gus Malzahn's buyout. I feel like <laughs> they should have I mean, I feel like they should have it on speed dial, don't they? Like a daily. <laughs> it's a time-honored tradition on the planes. It Isn't is. there an app? There should be an app. We there should, should create. Be. We should create an app for Gus's buyout that automatically updates, so you don't have to. I mean, you can. You know, you, it's easily accessible. Listen, we'll go get on that. <laughs> when we're off of here, we're going to get on that. That's a million dollar idea. We need to do that. Uh, alternate revenue streams. That's a, that's a great idea for any uh, uh, fledgling media business. We we talked about you, you could tie it, You could tie it to a Kickstarter, so people like could it. contribute directly from the app. <laughs> I, I think we should devote the rest of the podcast just to fleshing out this idea. But go These ahead. These are all good ideas. I okay. like this. Uh, I'm sure there won't be any um, impropriety with the funds there. Uh, not at Auburn. No, not at no Auburn. No way. <laughs> well, <laughs> we talked a little bit about South Carolina on Monday's show. The flip side of that, though, Auburn, probably on the short list of, of the most disappointing teams in the SEC right now. What do you make of where the Tigers are at this moment in time? Well, I I have a theory, so I I think I finally put my finger on it because you, we nobody can figure out Auburn, but we know that Gus is a Waffle House guy. Speaking of which, a bad weekend for Waffle House people if you throw in Jeff Collins at the ACC. So the Waffle mm-hmm. House people took a beating. God bless him. We know Gus is a Waffle House guy, so this got me thinking about hash browns, and it feels like, I mean, so it strikes me that Gus is a very plain Jane hash brown order in Waffle House but with his football team 
he's always throwing something else into the mix. You know, if you go into a restaurant and you know, well, I like scattered and smothered, but I think I'm going to try scattered, smothered, and topped. Just see how it goes. <laughs> scattered, smothered, and cubed. Well, every season, Gus goes in and orders his hash browns a different way. And sometimes it works. And sometimes it doesn't. So this year, he put a little Chad Morris in there. And it's just not working. It's too much or too little. The combination is just not right. And so next year, maybe he'll take some Chad Morris out and throw something else in, and they'll be a 10-win team. But the team that I saw on Saturday is a mess. And it's as always with Auburn, it's kind of hard to calculate exactly why they're a mess, except it's just not working. Yeah, I like the pieces. I'm with you on this. I think you watch them. I was I wouldn't say I was necessarily high on Auburn. I thought they were in position to finish third in the West. I had them behind A and M. I thought LSU would be fourth, and now I'm wondering if I was even too high on the Tigers. I'm not sure uh, there is a second or third in the West. I think you're we go probably from one right. to four. Uh, but I, I I I don't know. I think the, you know I like the pieces, but but all that talent on offense, you know, especially at receiver. You're talking about Seth Williams, Anthony Schwartz. It's 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 not working. But we need to get on the record before we move any for any further. If we're going to call this show football and grits, we need both of our Waffle House orders. I will start briefly. I'm a two waffle guy. I go hash browns with onions. If I'm a little crazy, I might throw some cheese on there. And then I'm going bacon, just a side of bacon with that. What is your go-to Waffle House order? I think the world is divided into two types of people, generally. Sugar breakfast people and salt and grease breakfast people. I'm and a combo I am, guy. Combo am, every time. I am the team captain for salt and grease. <laughs> I'm, I, so I'm not a big waffle or a pancake guy. I just want all of the, you know, whatever the compound that Waffle House puts on everything I think we should all have five-gallon buckets of that at our home. I think it's home. just MSG or something like that. I think it may just straight MSG. So, <laughs> you know, I, I would go, and I will be shamed for this by Andy Staples, among other people, I'm sure. But steak and eggs with grits at Waffle House, I mean, you know what you're getting every time. It's not a filet, but that's good eating. Uh, the steak and eggs breakfast is an interesting one to me. I, I, I respect it, but I never employ it, and maybe I should maybe I should fix it. Jadavian Clowney, this is my this is my Jadavian, a little tie SEC football back in Jadavian Clowney committed on no, what was one holiday I had Waffle House both meals because I was traveling <laughs> for work. It may have been going to like one of these December the twenty sixth bowl games. That's probably what it was. And so I'm traveling on Christmas Day. And so I treated myself, you know, steak and eggs. It was good. It was a good meal. Sorry. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm here in Knoxville, and uh, I looked outside yesterday, and the sky, I could have sworn, was at least 40% lower than it was yesterday. I, 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 I've oh, seen it. Down. It, is, it is no question falling around Tennessee. Uh, no, I, I think uh, the, the reports of, of Tennessee's demise are probably being a little bit exaggerated at the moment, but it's not great. You, know, you come off two ugly losses. Uh, the Kentucky game, you know, depending on who you ask, I've heard a lot of people, you know, VFLs, um, people around the program that, that feel like that loss is as bad, if not worse, than the Georgia State loss just because of how dominating, dominating it was. Yeah, and Tennessee it. has had such a such a they're, they're, even when Kentucky's been good and Tennessee's been down, can, Tennessee's kept their thumb on the Wildcats and they got punched in the mouth on Saturday. But uh, 
What do you make of the Vols situation right now from outside? I think it's a little – I think they're going to be fine, big picture. I thought they were a 5-5, five and five, maybe 6-4 and four team coming in. I still think that. I thought they'd lose a game that they didn't think they'd lose, and they did, and I think they'll beat somebody they're not supposed to beat. I think things are still probably fine. Uh, where are you at on the Vols? I think this conversation really depends on where you started. And I started at a place thinking that Tennessee was not that good, that Tennessee was not competing with Georgia and Florida, mm-hmm. or excuse me, yeah, yeah, with Georgia and Florida, but they were competing with South Carolina and Kentucky and Missouri. I, I, I'd never understood why Tennessee was going to take that next step this year. But if you did, if you thought that was going to happen, yeah, I see why you think the sky is falling. I think the important thing is what they thought internally and how they feel internally because that frames how they go about their business. And so when you're firing football coaches a month into the season, that's not a great sign. Although if you're the coach, I mean, that's a pretty sweet deal. I mean, being Tennessee, a fired Tennessee football coach is like the fourth best job in the SEC at this point. (laughs) <laughs> Alabama's number one, Georgia's number two, Texas A&M, just because of all that money, is number three. And number four is ex-Tennessee football coach because they will pay whatever it takes to get rid of whoever it takes. I ran the numbers, you know, sort of back-of-the-napkin math, and you never know the exact way it shakes out because these guys get other jobs. But over the last 20 years, the SEC had committed more than $100 million to pay people not to coach football not to coach their football teams. And Tennessee was the biggest contributor to that pie. I mean, if if I'm a VFL, if I'm donating to that program, I mean, I'm expecting Christmas cards from Butch Jones, Jimmy Brumbaugh, whoever. I mean, everybody who's on the list who's getting my money, I want them to at least send me a Christmas card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, I think when you look at where Tennessee's at right now, the Jimmy Brumbaugh deal, uh, odd. I looked back, you know, I wrote about this at The Athletic this week. And Jim Pruitt said in March, you know, we didn't interview anybody else. We didn't really interview him. We just kind of called and offered him. We'd worked with him in the past, and, and we felt good about that. Those look like a man that's sure about what he wants to do when it happens, and they look like somebody who skated uh, what probably should or could have been a, a more intensive process in retrospect. But now... You know, Tennessee's on the hook for $830,000 in his buyout. He had a two-year deal for six fifty dollars a year. And there's in that contract, there's a verbiage about, you know, where he has a responsibility to mitigate. But as Tennessee's finding out with um, Alabama analyst Butch Jones, the verbiage in that contract doesn't always work. And, you know, responsibility to mitigate is a that's, – that's carrying some weight. And, uh, <laughs> tough, tough to find tough to find a job in a pandemic. If I'm Jimmy Brumbaugh, I'm putting my feet up on the desk and cashing Tennessee's checks for a while. Yeah, that sounds uh, like probably what I would do. A lot of uh, everyone around Tennessee, you know, they've about had it with Jared Garantano, and 
six turnovers in the last two games. Uh, the fumble against Kentucky, you know, Jerry Pruitt has said, and, and I agree, it's not his fault. They were running an RPO. It came out of him. But the picks, we did an analysis on Monday. I mean, those were bad. Where do you see Tennessee and, and, and their quarterback position at this moment? This is removed from the situation emotionally as I am. I get where Tennessee people are. Removed mm-hmm. from the situation as I am. I will I will stand and defend Jarrett Garantano here. This may be the only place in the country you will hear, you know, no no slander of Jarrett Garantano. I respect him for being what he is, which is not a great quarterback, but he keeps going out there and try, I mean and trying. And you know, I can remember Jake Bentley picking him up off the deck at Tennessee, however many years ago that was. That feels like after, a million years ago. It feels that was like, like a million. Yeah, twenty seventeen. <laughs> right. It, but it, you know, can you imagine how long his career feels to him? Because it hasn't been easy sledding, but he keeps putting one foot in front of the other. I respect him for that. I totally get why Tennessee people are frustrated. But you know, he's clearly their best option. Either that, or nobody on that coaching staff knows anything about quarterbacks because they've tried other guys they've had plenty of opportunities you know I say this with utmost respect but Jared Garantano is the cockroach of the SEC East you cannot kill him you know he will start he is going to start forever they signed him have broke his wrist and he still stayed on the field <laughs> exactly so I respect Jared Garantano for that I respect Jared Garantano for strapping it up every week and trying seeming to be trying his best I mean it's not his fault he's not a great quarterback. It may not be his fault he's not a good quarterback, but he's going out there every week. Yeah, all the things that the Tennessee fans were hoping, year two of the system, another year. Again, it starts with expectations. Yeah. I mean, if you think that this is what you're starting with and you don't get it, you're a lot more disappointed than if you realize at the beginning of the show, well, okay, this is what we've got. Let's manage our expectations accordingly. Yeah, and if you guys haven't listened to Monday's show, I, I think Andy's point of you have to adjust your offense, move some things around, that if, if he's your only option, you have to make your offense a situation where he doesn't have to be your only option. But I agree that right now, you know, we might see Harrison Bailey, but it's, it's you know, I think I think it's a fair indictment of the coaching staff that they can have a guy throw two pick sixes and they don't have a better option. They bring a guy off the bench, he throws a pick the first attempt, and they go right back to here in Tano. That's... In year three, there's no excuse for that. So it is what it is, I think, for, for Tennessee. And there's not a good answer the rest of the season. I think quarterback is going to be a, a tough spot for them. Uh, just hanging on for Arch Man- Just hanging on for Arch Manning. Just hold on. <laughs> Jarrett Garantano Jared Star- can start for eight more years or whatever until Gar- till Arch Manning is ready. He can't have one more year if he wants it. Um, oh, you know he will. He will be there. He, he, is, he, he will be there <laughs> next year, Tennessee fans. Go ahead and prepare yourself emotionally in your heart for – another season of 12 Jarrett Garantano starts well now that our Tennessee fan uh, listeners are unconscious <laughs> with off. that last with that last prediction from Josh you know Andy Staples wrote a story about uh, Sam Pittman in Arkansas they've been probably the most fun story in the SEC this year I think everybody left them for dead you know there's all that talk when the schedule comes out oh Arkansas got screwed they got the toughest schedule in the history of the SEC which is true you know, they're going to go 0-10. You're throwing Sam Pittman to the Wolves. Uh, Sam Pittman doing some doing some biting back. I think they're the most fun story in the SEC. And I don't know if you guys saw, somebody asked him about 
Hudson Clark, a walk-on who had uh, three picks on Saturday, and they put him on scholarship. And somebody, one of the reporters, mentioned like nobody had ever heard of him. Uh, you know, what did he think about that? And and Pittman said, uh, you know, well they've heard of him now at least, at least three times, which is incredible. Uh, one of the best one-liners of the season uh, outside of Lane Kiffin uh, re- retweeting. His uh, yes. that that walk on getting uh, getting a scholarship and saying glad we could help some people. Out. Lane Lane is about helping people. That yes, I mean, that, Lane, that, that's Lane what is we a know. helper. What do you no what question. have you made of of the Hogs this year? Uh, they've been so well, much fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard the less Sam Pittman for Coach of the Year, SEC Coach of the Year, maybe even National Coach of the Year. At this point, I'm going Person of the Year. You know, there's not a ton of competition in 2020 out there. Let's be honest. <laughs> And I mean, the the bar is low, people. For 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 human beings in 2020, the bar is low. And Sam Pittman is having fun. These Arkansas players who have paid their dues and then some are having fun, and it, it's great to watch. You know, it's they they're not a great football team yet, but they play hard, and you can tell that how much winning means to them and how good it feels after being so bad for so long i I think it's the best story in the sec this year Mm -hmm. you know one of the uh more i don't know if i'd say curious uh tough to watch stories in the sec this year lsu they got a lot of issues i don't know that miles brennan is one of their issues um brody miller our lsc writer wrote a really interesting story about uh miles brennan this uh this week Playing with torn muscles in his abdomen, uh, that sounds not very painful. Or that sounds very painful. That sounds uh, painful for sitting on the couch, much yeah. less trying to torque your body the way a quarterback has to every single snap. Where do you think he's at right now? You come in, you're replacing Joe Burrow, who blows up last year, all everything, number one pick, tearing it up in the NFL. Miles Brennan has been okay good enough to win games and then all of a sudden his defense is leaking all over the field what do you feel like life's like for miles brennan right now painful you know i think that if in my experience brody you know follow stick with brody the rest of the week because he knows the details but in my experience if a coach is saying on monday so and so might not play they're not going to play you know Mm -hmm. if you're saying on monday they might not play you know, you need to check the hospital records because they might be hospitalized <laughs> because these SEC coaches can bring people a long way in five days to get them ready to play. So I think LSU, on top of all of their other issues, is going to be playing a freshman quarterback this year. But, yeah, I think Miles Brennan will be fine. Long term, I think he'll be fine. I think he needs to get healthy, seriously, you know, for his own sake and for that team's sake because LSU is going to have to score some points. Mm-hmm. That, def- that defense is not getting it done and they're going to have to score points. Mhm. Before we go, Josh, what's your uh what's the what's the game or the factor that the thing you're looking forward to most this weekend? The thing you're going to be keeping an eye on across the SEC. Well, I mean, we're circling around to LSU. South Carolina is on the verge of the SEC's least likely win streak. Beat Vandy upsets the Auburn team that we referenced earlier and now catches an LSU team that's a mess. So, for Will Muschamp, that's been a godsend. And, you know, this you can kind of circle Sam Pittman into this conversation and, and Lane Kiffin to some degree. When the SEC 
is down, it's at least interesting. Mm-hmm. Alabama and Georgia, we all saw that. That's that's the SEC championship game. You know, let you, I'd be fine if they played six, five more times the rest of the year. You know, the league is juggling the schedule. Just let those dudes play five more times because that's the best of football the league has got to offer. Mm-hmm. But when everybody else, when the other people like LSU, like Auburn, are scuffling around a little bit, and the South Carolinas of the world, the Kentuckys of the world, the Arkansas of the world can legitimately win every week, and it's not just coach speak, that makes the league more interesting to watch. And so the fact that South Carolina could, not saying will, not saying likely, not saying I predict it, but could beat LSU this weekend, I think that makes it more interesting from a league perspective. Um, certainly makes will, would make Will Muschamp's seat in, in Columbia a little bit cooler and, you know, you know, maybe Bo Pelini can join Jimmy Brumbaugh on the feet on the coffee table section of the SEC this year. <laughs> I think I, I want to see, you know, do some of these teams have a pulse? Are some of these teams going to fight back? I mean, you look at Tennessee, you look at Auburn, you look at Ole Miss, coming off pretty ugly losses. You know, even LSU at home, LSU – you know, got South Carolina. They're they're favored at home, but you know you got to prove it. I, I want to see uh, are any of these teams going in the tank, or are these teams going to stick it out? You know, does Tennessee get competitive? Um, that Auburn Ole Miss game that feels like a, a loser goes home game where you're, you're banished to the basement. You lose that ball game. Um, I, I, I want to see those teams. I, I, I don't know. I think that, Mississippi that are State. Off. I think Mississippi State looks like they are building. You know. <laughs> There's room the for two in, in the basement. basement. There's room. It's they're, a large they're basement. They're painting the walls in the basement. Mike, Mike Leach you know, had his moment of glory, and now he's getting comfy in seventh place. That, that, that field, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, it's I fun think to you're watch, right. I think boy. you're right. Uh, but that's what I want to see is are, are there some fight for some of these teams um, that, that took it on the chin You know, these first uh, couple weeks? You know, I think obviously if Tennessee loses, not only do they lose, they're, they've got a bye week next week. So you got to – you know, if you get – plastered by Alabama. You got to stare at that for two weeks, a three-game losing streak. And then you got to go to Arkansas, which a month ago looked like a laugher. Now it looks like you better come to play um, because they can play. Uh, and that's that's going to be a tester. Um, so that's what I want to see. Um, I want to see. Circle, actually, the most interesting thing now that you mention it will be how CBS promos the Alabama-Tennessee game. <laughs> what kind of blood can you get out of that stone to make people watch that game unless you're just a sadist? Good luck. Good luck. Uh, Josh, which, which of the teams that everyone thinks are terrible right now deserve some respect? Whew. I'm going to go Ole Miss. And I don't know if respect is the right word, but I don't give up on Ole Miss because they could come right back and score 50 this week against mm-hmm. an Auburn team that's a mess. Now, they might you know, they might score seven, but I, I just think that Matt Corral and Lane are both cocky enough guys that they could shake that off and go right back to slinging it around and be fun. So I have not given up on the Rebels at all. Hopefully that's not just wishful thinking. I'm with you. I, I want to see them put up some points. I think they will. Um, time will tell. Well, that will do it for the Wednesday edition of Football and Grits. Again, I am your host, David Ubbin, for Josh Kendall. Uh, subscribe to this show. Subscribe to The Athletic. Give us a, a rating, a review, all of that stuff. Uh, it uh, only helps the show. We'll be back again on Thursday, myself and Mitch Light, like we are every Thursday. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. 
We'll see you again tomorrow.